Amen. God bless you this morning, and you may be seated. Pastor Garrett is with our youth today, and I know he's having a good time with them and, and enjoying those things. He's, he's done those all through the years, and he is so up with the kids and everybody in these things and leading toward the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. So it's really a privilege today to be a part of um, this series, A Controlled Fire, which Pastor Garrett started last week on the series, and I wanted to continue on in what he's in, his, in the series. And today I titled the series, Who is the Holy Spirit? This message. Who is he to us? But I want to start off this morning saying that the book of John is one of my favorite books of the Bible. And it's mainly because it compiles everything from John the Baptist uh, to uh, speaking about Jesus and saying to prepare the way. There, God always prepares his people. Do you believe that? He always makes us ready. So he sent John the Baptist and said, I want you to prepare the way for the Son of God. And then John led us to repentance to prepare for him and be baptized in water, which is symbolic of coming up a new man, clean, brand new in God. So Jesus came and he fulfilled the scriptures and he gave his life. But he also spent time with, uh, he fulfilled his purpose, but he also spent time in preparing the disciples to continue on his work. So something new was in the making. The disciples weren't quite sure of everything that was happening or going on, but they knew that Jesus was the Messiah and the Son of God. But things were about to change. Things that were about to change uh, in their faith, in everything that they'd ever known, there was going to be a new wave of the Holy Spirit of God. So the Old Covenant which was prevalent at that time, they offered sacrifices unto God for the remittance of their sin. But with Jesus, because he came, there was a new covenant that was made. He became the sacrifice once and for all. No longer did you have to offer animals and bulls and all of this for the repentance of sin. But now Jesus, he came, he died, he was the Lamb of God, that was slain once and for all. How many of you know he's worthy of it all? He's worthy of it all. Troy, if you'll go to John uh, chapter 16, verse 5. So he said, But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage, or it's necessary, that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more and of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. 
In other words, you're not ready for all the things that I have to say to you. But the Holy Spirit, basically. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truths. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine, and he will declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take of mine, and he will declare it to you. The Holy Spirit is a gift. He is a gift from God the Father. I often think about, he said, Emmanuel, God is, is with you. Truly, he is with us, in us, and works through us in so many war ways. The Holy Spirit is so precious. And if I can say anything today, I, I pray that you will know how much you need him in your life. That you cannot walk this walk without him. He is the light of the world. There's so many things and so many ways that you need him. And I hope to touch just on a few today. It's really impossible to give you all the scriptures because there's so many we would be here for quite a while. So we are limited on time. But, you know, just about everybody knows how important signs are on the road. And they're placed along the highway for a purpose. Do you agree with that? They're to give us direction. They're to warn us like deer, uh, big curves or whatever, but they're set out there for a purpose and to warn us even of certain dangers, just like I said. So these signs are easily read in the daytime. We can see them very clear. But also at night, the, we have lights, headlights that reflect that we can see things ahead. But in darkness, uh, these signs are invisible to anyone. You, if it's dark and you don't have any light, you can't see where you're going. You don't know where you're going. You just have to kind of feel your way along the best you can. But if you travel without a light, it can be very, very dark, dark. That's with our life without the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the light of the world. But Jesus in us, God the Holy Spirit, Jesus the Holy Spirit, is in us, and he is the light that will warn us, basically, of things to come. To You know, even today I was coming um, from home, and I stopped up here at the top of uh, Frogtown, in case you all are from another state, Frogtown is road. <laughs> but I was sitting there, and they're light, you know, red, you stop, caution, you, you take care, green, you go. And I was just thinking about Holy Spirit, if we would listen to you, you would tell us when to stop. We run through this world so fast, uh, looking for direction so many times and being upset with the things that are happening. And, and all of a sudden, you know, the light changes. He says, caution. Be careful. You know, listen to me. Have your ears open to what I'm going to say. Because we need to be aware of the person of the Holy Spirit in our life. We need to be still. We need to be able to hear his voice. We need to be able even to see things because he will show you things the Bible says to come. 
So if we're uh, sensitive to the person of the Holy Spirit, we can avoid many dangers along the way. And then he will let you know, the light will turn green, when to go. So, it, so much of what happens around us, if we can just look, we can see and hear God in so much of what's being said. But our ears are uh, carnal, our eyes are carnal, our heart is carnal, everything about us reflects the flesh. But the Holy Spirit works inwardly in our life. He gives light to our heart. He gives light to our eyes. We can have spiritual eyes to see where we're going. We can have that direction. We can have spiritual ears to hear what God is saying. One of the things when I was new, um, I received Christ when I was nine years old and loved him all my life. I mean, I knew a lot about God and, and Noah and the ark and all the wonderful ways that God worked and all the beautiful things that he did all through the Old Testament and in the New Testament through Jesus. And I was taught about Jesus. And the faith be, that I was raised in was very much on salvation and, and receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. So I knew as a young girl that I wanted Jesus in my life. And my parents, of course, were very um, much a part of that. My mom taught me in Sunday school. My dad was superintendent of, of um, Sunday school, stuff like that. So I was very much aware. And my, my second life was really basically church, training union church, every, everything that I did, Bible school. I mean, that's why parents are so important. Yeah. Because I want to say to you, the Word and the Holy Spirit work together. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Word of God incarnate. He came on this earth. He worked with the Holy Spirit to be an example to you and to me of how to walk through this earth, how to be led by the Spirit. He said, I do only what my Father shows me to do. And so if you ever pray, I pray, God, help me to see, Lord, what you're doing, that I might work with you. Don't let me run around and waste my time doing things. I mean, you can always do good works, and there's nothing wrong with that, so I'm not putting that down. But wouldn't it be better if we hit the target? If we really knew, like Jesus said, I need you here, that it wasn't about pride or it wasn't about anything but about Jesus. What do you want done today? What do you want to do through me? Who do you want to touch? And honestly, just the other day I was at the gym, just a simple thing, but I was, they've got a track there, and sometimes I walk the track, sometimes I get on the treadmill. But I've been there for several years, so a lot of people know what I do and that I pastor and stuff and uh, things. And so um, I had just prayed that prayer. I hardly made one lap around the, the uh, track, and I said, God, just use me today. Is there anybody out there in this big world that needs just a word, a touch, or just to hear from you? It doesn't have to be a big platform. It doesn't have to be on stage. Just use me today. I give you my life. 
to use me today in a simple way. He wants you to understand it's not hard to be led by the Spirit. Simply let him speak to you. Simply let him say to you what you need to hear, where he wants to use you. Because, see, you all have a purpose, every one of us. We're part of a plan of God, just like from John the Baptist down to Jesus' part, down to the part of the Holy Spirit. God the Father, I don't have all the scriptures now, but it says he draws you to Christ. So his part is to draw. The, and then Jesus, what does he do? He saves. And then the Holy Spirit teaches and walks with us to accomplish everything that Jesus said, the word of God. So as I was walking the track and just finished, said, thank you, Jesus. I heard somebody yell out my name. And I thought they were behind me, and I turned around, and there was somebody up ahead of me over to the side. And um, I walked up, and I, I said, yes. And he said, how are you today? I had met him there before. And he said, you know, my first wife died of cancer. And he said, and I married again, was so happy and felt so fortunate that I had an opportunity to find love again. And said, now she has cancer. She has cancer of the bone. She said, will you please pray with me? And I said, the Bible says, if any two of us agree as touching anything, that he will do it. And I said, yes, I agree with you in prayer. That our God, he said, nothing's impossible. I said, there is nothing impossible with God. And I said, we always need to go there and place those things in his hands. We don't always know the outcome, but we know what his word says. We know the Holy Spirit works with his word. And as I was walking, I saw him over there. He just was sitting on one of the machines, and he just had his head bowed, and he was praying. And I said, God, touch his life. Give him strength through this time and a peace to walk this journey out with you today. So we don't know what people are going through on a daily basis. We don't know what heartache that they have. We don't know all that's going on in people's lives. But I can tell you this much. The Holy Spirit does. Who is he? He's a gift from God. He's the third person of the Trinity. He's so many wonderful things to you. Who is he to you today? When you leave here, ask yourself the question, who is he today to me? Does he teach me? Do I let him? The Bible says he's your teacher. The Bible said he's your guide. The Bible speaks of the precious Holy Spirit. How important it is to know him, and he will teach you about Jesus. Without him, you will not have the revelation that life won't come forth in you. I'm telling you, I was 35 years old before I knew anything about the person of the Holy Spirit. The only thing I knew about him was that I was baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That was my limit on knowing anything about him. And yet, there became a longing within me. You know, to receive him somewhere, I pray that this will change your heart and mind about things. Because there has to come a change. You, there's something that 
says, there's more. I want it. How do I get it? And that's basically what happened to me through, through things that happened along my journey. And my interest, in, and I begin, I've always read the Bible um, ever since I was a young girl. Even if it was a scripture at night, I couldn't go to sleep till I at least read a verse and prayed. But there was just something about the Word of God. And, and for some reason, I couldn't see beyond what I had been taught. Do you all realize that sometimes we can't see beyond? But God can open our eyes. And I begin to read and at this time in my life, and, and I said to God, I don't have this joy that you're talking about. I mean, I wasn't a real unhappy person or anything, but, you know, I, I didn't have the joy that he talked about in there. And I said, I don't have this. And then I ran across the scripture where he said to Paul, go here, but I don't want you to go there. I want you to do this and not do that. And I remember saying, wow, do you still talk to people today? Do you still speak to people today like you did a long time ago? And so I asked him simple questions. Nothing, I, I was not real theologically endowed or whatever you want to call it. All I knew was that I had a heart that simply wanted to understand more about God. And I don't have a college education. I don't have anything real special. But I was just uh, a simple person that knew there was a God. I believed in Jesus. But how could, I, how could I be what he wanted me to be? And I remember saying that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And the reason I said this about John, I want you to take that book and read John because it'll kind of lead you and on into the book of Acts so you can see things. So, you know, I said, help me, teach me. I would just ask him. And just, just teach me, show me things that, that are real. How many of you want what's real? You don't want just what somebody says or tells you. Because I can't get your salvation. I can't go to God for you and say, Jesus, save him. Even though I'll pray that prayer, but I can't make it happen. You have to, somewhere inside of you, want that. This is something that you have to desire. And believe me, he answers prayers. So it's like, it's like the Holy Spirit. You have to want him. Yeah, I mean, you just have to need him. I don't know how else to say it any simpler than that. But it's not hard. Salvation is not hard if you truly in your heart want Jesus. He said if you believe in your heart and you just simply ask, He'll come into your life. You don't, and don't wait till you think you're perfect because you will not get there. There is no way under heaven you're ever going to be perfect. And it's like even after you receive, only through Christ, he begins to change your life. 
He begins to speak to you. He begins to open your eyes. He begins to put a longing within you. So all those years I believed, and then at 35, I, I start questioning, you know, like, I, I, don't, I don't have this. I want, I want more. And I had an experience. Not everybody does, but you don't have to. Because he doesn't come to everybody the same way. You know, sometimes you have a call in your life. Sometimes you have different things in your life. But he can make himself so real to you, to you personally, that you will never be the same. That's how powerful he is. That's how mighty he is. That's how much he loves you. Christ loved you so much. God the Father sent Jesus as what? A gift. He is a gift to us. Jesus Christ is a gift. Because he loved the world so much. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave as a gift his son. That whosoever would believe in him, they would not perish, but they would have everlasting life. That's a, that's a powerful gift. That's a powerful name. And if you receive his son, if you receive Jesus Christ as his son, then Jesus says, I will give you my Holy Spirit, that he will be everything to you that I am right now. I'll walk with you. I'll talk with you. I'll feel, fill you with myself. Everything Everything of the kingdom will become alive because you've stepped out of darkness now into the light. When you receive Jesus Christ, you walk out of death into life. There is the light of God that gives light on the highway. As you go down the highway of life, he will give light. He will say, be careful. How many of you know sometimes you can be Stubborn and stupid. I've been stubborn, stupid. I mean, I've done it. And even knowing what you know, you're still stubborn and stupid. Why? I don't know. But all I know is, is when I come falling at his feet, he forgives me and raises me up. I don't know about you, but I need him with every every ounce of my being. Without him, I am nothing. Without him, I can do nothing. He is mighty. He is powerful. He is all-knowing. There, there's nothing. He, he's present with us. God is, through the Holy Spirit, I want you to know he's right here with you right now. He's right here with me. He's in this service right now. He can touch your life. He can draw you to, to the presence of God. and to an, He can baptize you right where you're sitting with the Holy Spirit. John said, there's one coming greater than me. And he'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, just like what Pastor Garrett talked about last week. It's a controlled fire. He, if he burned it up, we'd all go down to a pile at once. 
If he did it all at once, it would be a pile of smoke, I'm telling you. But how he loves us and works through us and, and burns out all the impurities of our life. One of the things I used to pray all the time is, God, bring all the dross up and then wipe it off. Help me to be like pure gold. Help me to shine in this earth. Help me to, help me. I can't do it without you. You know, we, we trip, we fall as we go through this life, but I've learned one thing. We're not perfect, and he helps us. He forgives us. He lifts us up. Thank God for that love. That, that peace that passes all understanding in our life. And the songs that were so beautiful this morning. And the anointing on the worship. You know, in, in um, John, or Acts chapter 2, Peter had just preached a powerful message. It was so powerful that... I forget, thousands came to Christ. If they had been in the upper room, so if you start in Acts 1, 2, so forth, he, Jesus told them, I want you to go and wait on the promise of the Father. And as you know, the Spirit of God came. They were all in unity. They were all there for the same purpose. They all were waiting. They didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know how it was going to happen. That's the way we are today. He said the wind blows. We don't know how, where, or what. But the Holy Spirit will touch our lives and, and change us. But here Peter was preaching after they had received a tongues of fire over their head. They, he came in a mighty wind in that room. Tongues of fire set over their heads. And they began to speak other people's languages. That when they went out of the upper room, the people said they were like they were drunk. They couldn't even hardly walk. They were so filled with the power and the spirit of God. And, and began to speak in other languages. And they said they were like drunk men. Did you know that the Orthodox Jews, I read this, I was so amazed, that they did not eat before 9 a.m. in the morning. They had a, a way of doing that. Or drink. So when they came out, they were like drunk, and people were thinking, they're drunk on wine. They're not supposed to do this, you know, the people of God. And so, but he said, we're not drunk as you think. We are basically, my words, filled with the Spirit of God. And he begins to speak out of the book, the book of Joel, how powerful that all that was. If I had time, I'd just love to read it today because the, what he began to say, he said, your sons and daughters will prophesy. The Spirit of God is going to be poured out on all flesh. He knew this, but he didn't have no notes. He was up there. He was speaking it, and the power of God was flowing through him. And, and in verse 37, uh, Troy, i got to get my Bible. Oh. And put it down. He began to show me that this morning, so I didn't have time to write it. Acts. Uh, oh. Just it was just I don't know when I read it. I just thought it was so cool. Um, he had just preached all this, and and he said, "Now when they heard this, the people after he preached this, they were cut to the heart, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren." What shall we do? What do we do with all this that you've just spoken, that we've seen, that we've heard? And you know, what are you going to do with what you've heard today? 
I'd love for the Holy Spirit just to fall on this place. The winds of God blow through sickness and disease and ignorance and everything else. Leave all of us. Fill this room with the power, tongues of fire over our head. God, what? And he can do it. Because if you are gathered together in his name with one accord for the same thing, God, the power of prophecy, of healing, of deliverance, Whatever we have need of can fall and flow through this room. Your life can be totally changed. You can be cut to the heart, to the desire of what God has for you. Your life would never, ever be the same. From the time he touched my life, I got up off my knees and I said, I will never be the same again. My whole life changed. My direction changed. Everything about me changed. I wanted different things. I looked for different things. I desired different things in my life. And that's what will happen to you. And the disciples, even though they walked with Jesus, they did not have the power till that Holy Spirit came. He gave them certain powers. He said, I give you the power to cast out demons. He gave it to them. But without the Holy Spirit, you will not lay hands on the sick and then be healed. You will not see deliverance of... of evil spirits it's through the power of the holy spirit he's the one that does it that's why i can say that you don't have that power in the flesh it's the holy spirit that works through you the desire to even pray for the sick to even pray for the sick it's the holy spirit otherwise you work walk by people boy i feel sorry for them that'd be awful to have to live like that you know but to know that the power of God was in you, he could speak to you. Jesus walked through many sick people. But there were people that, the whole, that God, his father, said, pray for that one. Go to that one, lay your hands on them. I'm going to raise them up. There is an intimacy that you can have with the person of the Holy Spirit. You and him. Not you, him, and somebody else. It's, it's a intimacy with you and the person of the Holy Spirit. That's how much he loves you. He wants to be with you. He wants your heart. He, he's jealous over you. He desires to be with you. He wants to talk to you. It's his desire to talk to you. It's his desire to open your eyes to the, He wants to teach you. Everything doesn't come at once. That's why the Holy Spirit is a teacher. He's a guide. He's a, a deliverer. He, he helps us come out of things, generational things, all these things. He helps us in every area of our life to be able to fulfill, I'm going to say, my purpose. And you can say to fulfill my purpose sitting there today. What is your purpose? What has God planned to do through you even today? Just one day at a time. Have you asked him today? See, we get in the habit. I, I, even things I know, I've, I've got in habits of doing my own thing and, and all. And the, you, the Holy Spirit. That's why you need to read the word. Because it keeps you on track. But, but verse 38, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise, 
is to you and to your children and to all who are far off as many as the Lord our God will call. What a powerful name. What a powerful gift the Holy Spirit is. You can never even put a value on it because it's, it's invaluable. It's, it's beyond anything. A supernatural power of God within you. How wonderful he is. He can take you into places. These were fishermen. These were men that tax collectors, everyday men, that their whole life was turned upside down. Their whole life was changed. What a powerful name it is. He's worthy. Jesus paid the price, a powerful price for you and I. He became a sacrifice for us once and for all. And he said, I love you so. I'm going to give you the gift that walks with me right now. See, because the Holy Spirit was present when Jesus was ministering. He touched and raised lives. He healed. He delivered. That's the same God that walks in us. He loves you today. All-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving. It's a love so powerful that you can't even describe that love. As human beings, it's hard for us to know a love like that. We hope people love us, sometimes just like us, let alone love us. (laughs) But you know, as we sit here today in the presence of God, I just want to take a minute. Would you do that song, Welcome Holy Spirit? Just close your eyes. Just talk to him from your heart today.